Amazing. So here we are for another episode of the Coming Cosmically You podcast. And today we have Tracy with us. So Tracy, let us know where you're from and, and what you do. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am from Brisbane, Australia, in the northwest of Brisbane, in Australia, out on some beautiful horse country. And I'm a transformation coach. I actually really love helping women feel safe and empowered around money as my special area of of interest. Oh, I love that. And I think right now the, the power of money can be quite um well it's quite emotive anyway, isn't it? That it seems in our industry, and I'm sure you see this because you work in money, there seems to be like two sides. People sometimes really hate money and blame it and money is the root of all evil and all that bullshit. And then some people really love it. Oh actually my team are just reminding me there's a third category of people who really just are addicted to it you know I think um there's such a big spectrum I don't know what what you see with your work Tracy I bet it's quite interesting yeah well I'm trauma trained so my background's in holistic counseling and coaching and so I can bring the correlation between how you received love as a child is how you receive money now so people who really hate money and don't want it and are rejecting it, I can tell a lot about how they were raised and I can actually, I actually go quite deep with people and go, let's go all the way back to these core wounds and then we can heal these core wounds here so that you can just bring money into your life. It's quite easy. Oh, I love that. And it's so true. It's something that I say a lot, actually. I mean, I don't deal specifically with money, but obviously when you're dealing with people as clients, you deal with relationships with money, with with all the things, right? But um, I always say how you receive one thing is how you receive everything. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's very, very true. And we have money really entangled with love. And it's a beautiful thing. And I have um, seven alchemists that I found, money archetypes, that guide people to healing specific parts of their life that are blocking their money flow. And one of them's really cool because it's all about uncovering. There's a That's where your hidden spiritual gifts lie is under this one um, saboteur, but it's, it's, like a, it's like an alchemist. I call them abundance alchemists. And there's this one, and I get so excited when people get to that part because I'm like, this is the one. There's a gift under here. This is where your spiritual gifts are. And you've come in and a trauma sat over the top of them. So you've actually not been able to do this or you don't even realize you've got this gift. So it's really cool to see people not just make more money, but make more money and bring this amazing spiritual aspect into their work. So that's pretty exciting when I see that happen. Mm, I love that. My team is saying embodiment. And I think this is a really key piece that a lot of people miss because I think a lot of spiritual people have either forgotten about these gifts for whatever reason, or they've been kind of kicked out of them because as children, we're told not to believe in our imaginary friends. You know, we're told not to think this way or speak this way. I mean, I don't know what era you were brought up in, but I was very much like, you know, you are to um, not to be seen and not to be heard type era, you know, and it took quite yeah. a lot of undoing from that trauma. Um and I think a lot of people have had that, you know, a lot of people have had situations where they've been denied even speaking their truth, right? And you, you can't connect with your gifts and who you are if you've got um, 
a, a blockage on even speaking about who you are. Absolutely. So I was born in 1975. So I grew up in the era of country Australia as well. I wasn't born here in Brisbane. I was born down in the country and we were allowed like two to three emotions. And it was like happy, quiet, sleeping. (laughs) Sleeping's not even emotion. But we weren't allowed the broad range. We weren't allowed to be angry. We weren't allowed to be emotional. We weren't allowed to um, do any of those things. I often say to people, if you think about like when I was born, we, country Australia, we definitely didn't use the word healing. Um, Spiritual was not even in the vocabulary in any way. And we were born into this. I believe we came in as spiritual beings and then we came, we were born and we were like, holy fuck, what am I doing here? Like, did you, is this really what I signed up for? Is this the place I was really meant to go? Or did you tell me it was going to be like this and it's really like this? And we have been able to, like, even when I was 20, there was where I grew up, there was no, um, emotional support there was no body work there certainly wasn't any kind of like even astrology was joe blow down the street would make something up and throw it in the paper like there was nothing available to us at all and it's only 30 years later and look at the world now so look at what we as a generation have anchored in that's what i get really excited about i'm like everyone to stop and pat yourself on the back That's why I want everyone to make loads of money now because we've done a lot. (laughs) If you need to feel like you have to work hard for your money, you've done it. We have done extraordinary things in our generation and we deserve to reap rewards now. Mm, I love that because I always tell people and I get like so many negative comments for that. It's unbelievable, right? But I'm like water off a duck's back now. I've been in this industry for over a decade. So when people say stuff to me, I'm just like, whatever, you know, that's your, that's you projecting, that's your bullshit, not mine. But Absolutely. I think there's this real, almost like a badge of honor in the spiritual realm, which comes with finding things hard or finding mm-hmm. things painful or hustling. Because somehow if you wear the badge of pain, almost like you've been to war, my team is saying, that that makes the reward more juicy. But actually... I I tell people now I went through a lot of really fucking hard stuff to get to where I am but I know now that I didn't have to do all that I made it 10 times fucking harder for myself you know and I exactly stuff like that to people they just look at you like you've got three heads and you're like no really it gets to be effortless if you just allow it and believe and just take heart aligned action right Absolutely. And it's about healing those inner wounded parts and helping them to understand you don't have to hold this anymore. I can meet the need that wasn't met for me in childhood. I can actually fulfill all of the dreams that I had and money can come to you any way you want it to. It absolutely can be hard and it can be really easy and simple and in full flow. And what happens often is the more people step into their spiritual gifts, the more money comes when they actually say, I'm ready to come out of the closet now, they can actually bring in even more money. So we really are right on the edge of being able to allow ourselves to be fully seen as who we are and make money with ease from it. Because some people think, oh, it's a gift. And if it's a gift, I can't charge for it. And I'm like, well, 
I'm the opposite because it's such a precious gift and it's a gift that's coming through you for the people around you. And I always talk about there needs to be an equal exchange of energy to build something bigger. If I'm doing if I'm doing all the giving and they're doing all the receiving, then there's energy building over here to the receiver, but I'm getting depleted. And there's no match. We're not creating anything bigger. So people, the better they get and the more skilled they get and the more energy they're bringing through, their prices increase because the price you're being paid has to match the energy that you're giving. And then something even bigger is created. And I'm like, that's how we raise the vibration of the planet. So it's in your best interest and the planet's best interest to keep your prices rising with the amount of energy that you're bringing through. Mm, I love that. That's exactly the same message that I share as well. And yeah, a lot of people get triggered by that. A lot of people, I've triggered a lot of people over the years by telling them, talking about pricing and, and yeah. you know, the, there is no set way with pricing, is there? I think if you're on social no. media, some guru no. will tell you that there's like X, Y, and Z, but really when I'm setting prices, I like you, I'm, I'm thinking about that expansion, that energy that I'm putting in. And I'm also, my team often give me the numbers, which usually are a combination of one and four in some way. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's whatever you can stand behind and whatever you, you can embody and feel comfortable with. That's what I tell people all the time. It's like, what can you actually stand with? And when you do it, you go, that feels right. It feels like an actual exchange now. And that's when I put my prices up is when I will do a session, I'll be like, oh, I just, I'm feeling really actually not okay about that. I gave more than I received then. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to start thinking about what the new price is going to be. So it's um yeah I do it each time my body lets me know and it's like oh I don't feel good after that one and I raise the prices like yeah we're good now I feel good now feels yeah. equal again I love that yeah my tea when you were explaining that sent me this vision of almost trying on an old jacket that was from the 80s that you didn't want to wear anymore and you're like no I need to give that old thing away now <laughs> you know it's yeah we're constantly shedding layers aren't we and and I think like your business is always extension of you, isn't it? And it, it has to feel authentic. And that's what I say to people. If you say your price in the mirror or to someone and you get a negative reaction, feel into that because there's something going on there. But if it's expansive, yeah. you'll usually feel that in your heart, right? That you are receiving money as we should <laughs> and helping somebody else solve their problems. I, I think sales is a really beautiful thing, actually. I I am, um, I'm all for it. And I don't understand why there's such a stigma still. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's the childhood wound. So I literally have a course where I take people through all of that. And we look at the alchemist that's actually blocking the money flow. And we just go, why do you feel this way? Why do you believe this? Why are you blocking money? And we go back to that little part of you. And the really interesting thing is the money blocks, it sounds like a really negative word. I'm like, it's just a part of you, uh, a small, immature part of you that is trying to keep you safe somehow. Mm. Like they And they're doing it with tools because they're three and they're, they're all the tools they've got as a three-year-old human. And so let's go in and heal that and then let's, let's see what's actually underneath them. So people go from being unable to sell, unable to share authentically on social media to being able to do all of those things with ease. And it's just about um, if you're triggered, it's just an old wound. A trigger is just your body letting you know, hey, there's something in here 
that needs to be healed. And the more you look at that, the more you expand, the more like you can hold, the more your gifts will grow. Like it's, I don't see any of it as being any different um, as in selling is the same as expansion and bringing more light in and raising your prices is the same thing. The more you, more you're raising your prices, the more you're raising your vibration because you're bringing that energy through to stand behind that price. Mm. And the thing is, you know, I've noticed over the years, I'm raising my prices. I'm able to bring more people into my world. You know, I'm able to hire people. I'm able yeah. to bring on help. I'm able to give other people an experience of working in the spiritual realm and also receive an exchange as well. Like how, how amazing is that? Is that the more abundance we create, we're able to share that with other people. And my team always say to me, and I always say like abundance and money in the right hands is a really, really good thing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly, exactly what I say all the time as well. It's like, when you have more money, you get to choose where it goes. You get to choose what to do with it. You have more power having more money and putting it towards things, people, places, and the world that you literally want to create than you do by charging less and having nothing to give other than just your service. It's like when you can expand and grow and actually build more and more money, then you just have more of an influence on creating the world. When you don't have money, you don't have much influence over creating and creating the field and the space for the planet as much as you do as when you have money. Because to hold more money, you have to expand and grow as well. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we talk a little bit about in um, our group is kind of like um, being a good steward of money and a good mm -hmm. steward of resources because I think there's a lot of... Um, people out there gurus so-called gurus or whatnot that talk about the energetics of money and yeah that's important but you've also got to take your head out of the sand right and look at your 3d perspective and look at your money flow and look whether you're being a responsible person with what you've got and that gratitude that comes with what you've got right now because there's no way you can expand if you're like negative about what you're receiving like absolutely yeah it's not possible because no. it's push-pull, isn't it? It's push-pull, push-pull. It's like, yeah, I really want money, but I'm not going to be responsible with it. And when you're not responsible with it and you're not a good steward, then that is a very negative response. It's like, I really want you and I'm going to treat you bad. <laughs> I really want you and I'm going to treat you bad, you know? Yeah. So if you loved the bad boy when growing up, then um, if you were always going towards that uh, that bad boy, then that's one to look at with you and money because that'll be sitting right there for you. Yeah, that was definitely me when I was a teenager. I was always attracted to the unavailable uh, love. Yeah. And I think what I found, like when I healed my, you know, we're all still healing, aren't we? I'd never say, oh, I'm 100% healed. I'm walking on water. Look at me. Woo. Um, it, you know, I found as I'm healing my relationship with my partner, who's a female, you know, and that went, made me go through a certain process with accepting my sexuality my money situation healed as well so I really feel like yeah. you have to look at all areas of your life you can't have really shitty relationships with yourself you can't yeah. abuse your body and then expect to create a beautiful business with abundance you just it just doesn't happen it's like trying to build something out on quicksand right you just 
people yeah. need to, I always say people need to get really clear on their own bullshit and call themselves yeah. out on it. <laughs> yeah, in every way. And you're absolutely right because how we receive money now is how we received love as a child and how you relate in a relationship is all about how you received love as a child as well. So it's all entangled. And so whilst I work um, directly and clearly with money, it's like your whole life's going to change because it can't not because money is entangled with all of that. And when we go back and we heal the wounds where they began, then the path just opens up for you to have completely different relationships. I love that. So do you see the clients that you're working with kind of heal their money relationship and then heal them, get like a partner as well? Do you see like a really beautiful knock-on effect as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And the reason that I started doing the work, I started doing online courses was because women would come to me and they'd say, I would like to lose weight. I'd be like, okay. And then the next woman would come and she'd say, I'm drinking too much. I need to stop drinking. And then another woman would come and say, my marriage is breaking down. I really want to fix my marriage or I really want to leave my marriage. And there's all these things going on. And within a few sessions, I was like, it's the same thing at the core. And it was that all of these were symptoms of women not feeling safe and empowered around money. They just didn't have their own income. They didn't have a say with money. So when they were making choices, money came into their decisions. So I'm like, were well, your decisions not empowered? And so because they weren't empowered around money, they were overeating. And because they weren't empowered around money, they were over drinking. And because when the marriage wasn't going well, and, you know, that was all to do with the money as well. And I actually did the same thing. All of those symptoms came to me, but we all ended up working back to those same seven core wounds that I work with and everything changed. So women who thought they were about to leave a marriage, I'm like, whether you stay and whether you go is none of my business. It's not my job to tell you what to do. My job is to help you heal. I help you heal, you choose to stay. I help you heal, you choose to go. And I've had both. People have left very toxic relationships and people have stayed in really safe relationships that felt unsafe because they didn't have that financial security. Mm. So we built all of that and the drinking stopped and the overeating stopped and the and the relationships just got better. And there was only this much we'd do on the relationship and this much on eating and this much on drinking and the rest of it was all we were working on that solid foundation. Just building safety. It's safe for you to have money. It's safe for you to be empowered. Um, and it came down to that simple choice where people were like, oh, I think I'm making like an empowered decision. I said, great, let's do this little visualization. You wake up this morning, like, like pick up your phone, open your banking app, and there's $10 million in there now. I've just transferred and gifted it to you. What's your choice now? My <laughs> choice is very different to the one that they'd made five minutes ago and told me that they were sure on it. But I work, um, I have the gift of deep empathy and I can feel what's going on in other people's bodies. So I know when the words don't match the body. And so I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I agree with that. And that's why I work with women around money. It's not just to have really nice things. It's to have that feeling of safety and empowerment to, because I know women will make different choices in their lives. And it's time for us to do what we want. We've done enough for everyone else. We've anchored in all of these amazing healing therapies. We've done an extraordinary amount of things to raise the vibration of the planet. So let's get some money and have some fun now, please. Oh, I love that. I love that. I really love that, you know, the safety and the just getting to do what you want 
as well and and not just buying things you know I think there's a lot of negativity goes online into showing things off or seeing it as showing off you know bags and shoes and cars and stuff but you know it's that feeling of waking up and and choosing what you do with your day I think that is the most empowering thing right and choosing who you work with as well when you when you do have money in the bank you're not as quick to take on those really shitty clients that you know exactly a handful right exactly (laughs) shitty clients are gone shitty food is gone shitty relationships are gone you know it's not about what we can buy with it it's about the choices we can make when we have it that's what it's really about um, it's not about spending. It's actually about the feeling that you've got when you have enough, you have more than enough and you're just like, oh, I can I can rest and I can make an empowered decision now instead of, um, yeah, it's, it's not. And when people work with me, they come to realize even though I like nice things, it's not about nice things. It's actually about how I feel when I wake up every day. Mm, I love that. We've had a few podcast guests on actually, and I won't mention their names, although they have talked about it openly, so I could. But um, these people were really, really incredibly wealthy, you know, brought up from wealthy families. They could go out and buy like a car on their lunch break type of thing, you know, really serious wealth. But yeah, both of these people admitted to me that they had um, they had an addiction with shopping. So yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because people all assume that if you have more money, that you're going to have a healthy relationship with it, because how could you not? You've got enough to do what you want. But actually, it's not true. Like some of the millionaires I've worked with as well, um, actually have a really unhealthy relationship with work as well. They can't give up work or they can't put their phone down or they become yeah. addicted to social media. So I think it's not always a case of having more. It's a case of like you're doing healing that relationship with the money because absolutely an alcoholic, you wouldn't treat them by giving them more alcohol. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Right. And I think I think a lot of collective are striving to earn more money and they're not really thinking about the responsibility that comes with having that extra. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is why the universe won't give you more than you can hold. And that's why those addictions come when people have are born into great wealth, but they still have the wounds from childhood. And unless they're really healing those wounds in that relationship, because how we receive mon- money and, and our relationship with money is really how we receive love. And so if we've got all this um, money, we don't really have great wealth if we don't know what to do with it. And again, we're, we're not treating money well. We're just going, well, I'll just go and buy a car and then I'll crash that car and it doesn't matter because I can get another car. That's not a great relationship with money and there's no real empowerment there because the person themselves are not empowered. So that's the kind of the other flip side of the coin of people who have either born into great wealth or they've created great wealth, but they haven't done that inner work to be able to go, oh, I got the money and I still don't feel good on the inside. Yeah. That's why they're still working 80 hours a week and not enjoying all the things they've bought. And you see that a lot actually in the coaching industry. Some of these um, super successful coaches, I remember reading a post once and this girl was like, I've had 14 back-to-back sales calls today and, you know, this is amazing, go me. And the amount of people underneath that were, you know, jeering around and saying, oh, my God, how would you do that? I'm like, 
Oh my god, that would be my absolute fucking nightmare. So at 14, so I mean we don't do sales calls anyway, we have conversations, but to have 14 calls back to back in a, in one day would be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. That's not ease and, and grace, is it? That's not what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. That goes against everything that I do. And I'm a solo parent. So I've got school runs and all kinds of things going on. So I'm like, no. So from the very start of my business, when I restarted it again, I had to say, I need to do and bring in this much and I, I'm doing it in this time. So I had to do the inner work. I had to do the inner work to be able to expand, to hold enough because it's like, this is what my day looks like. And I can't rush because rushing does, it, I don't, I don't do rushing. So it's uh, it needs to be easier. Show me the easy way. And it's not easier because I need to go deeper. It's very deep work that I do deep healing. Um, so it's quite uh, confronting, but it's worth it. It's like you've just got to go in and deep and feel really uncomfortable for a while and do all the big work and then it, and then it gets a bit easier. Mm, yeah, I agree. I'm a single parent as well. So um, half the while well, I co-parent, so half the week they're full-time with me and then half the week they're with their dad. So I'm the same as you. I'm, I'm working a couple of days in certain hours and then otherwise you're not going to see me. Because I want to be yeah. with my children, you know, my my children are my priority. Well, well I'm my first priority and they're yeah. my second. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah. the point. It's like, um, what's the point of all this wealth if I can't be present with my son? I don't, I don't, that doesn't compute for me. It's like, that's, that's a trade-off too big. I'm not interested. Yeah, I agree. And I was brought up, you know, my parents are self-employed, but we had to go to work with them. And I really didn't want to create that feeling where I, I, they were kind of present, but never. And they always yeah. struggled with money as well. So I always just used to think, well, what's the point in doing all this hard work when you're not actually earning the money? So, you know, I learned great lessons just by seeing what I wouldn't be like through them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's often a great lesson. And children often go one of two ways. We either go in full empathy for the parent going, I'll do exactly what you did or I'll do the complete opposite. Yeah. I think in my 20s I went with them because my mom was an alcoholic, you know, so I spent a lot of my 20s doing all that kind of stuff. But then I went completely opposite, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I didn't have alcoholics, but... I, because I grew up, I was such a feeling sensitive being and I grew up in such a hard environment. So as soon as I found um, alcohol, I was like, oh God, give me some of that. Numb <laughs> some of these voices in my head. I think I'm going crazy. And uh, then I learned what an empath was and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. so I can, oh, so that's not even my stuff I'm feeling and hearing. Oh, that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, but it took a long time, long time. I had to grow up, you know, all those teenage and, and 20s um, that just wasn't around. So it wasn't until I was late 20s where I uh, started learning that and, and healing myself. Yeah, and that's a good point because my team were just saying reparenting. Like we've had to learn how to parent ourselves because a lot of us didn't have and don't have and don't have those role models to um even um you know base any of our emotions on like you were saying at the beginning you had three yeah. states if you like sleeping 
um, angry yeah. or, or, you know, and you weren't allowed to understand what those emotions mean. I remember, you know, being told, stop crying or we'll give you something to cry about type of thing, you know, and physical mm-hmm. violence was just accepted but in the 80s when yeah. I was growing up and publicly as well. If you get yeah. smacked by your mom around your head yeah. or dragged out the shop, it was really normal. Like now you'd probably go to prison for it in the UK. Yeah, I told my son, we had the cane at school when I was still in primary school. And he's like, a what? I was like, it's a cane. (laughs) It's a long cane. I said, I never got it. And I do now wonder about the boy who always got it. I was like, there's one boy and he always got it. I was like, I wonder what ever happened to him, that poor kid. Now that I'm trauma informed and trauma trained, I was like, the love of God, that poor boy who continually just got whacked. I said, yep, you get six cuts across the hand. So they'd gone from the bum you know, pull your pants down to, you know, they'd reformed and now they were kindly cutting kids across the hand. And I was like, that was the done thing. There was not ever an I love you, not ever a well done, not ever I'm proud of you, just off you go out into the world. And so that's a lot of the work I do is reparenting. And it's like, if you're an adult now and you're still expecting your parents to meet your need for you, Mm -hmm. then good luck. Because your parents didn't have the tools. Our parents came into the world at a time where the the earth was even lower vibration and they didn't come in as light workers like we did. We at least had something inside of us. A lot of them didn't. And if they did, because it was such low vibration, it was knocked out of them very quickly. Um, And so they didn't have the tools. And that's where we have to reparent those inner parts of us now. And that's, that's the basis and the core of the work that I do. It's really around how do we meet the need now for ourselves as, um, so I'm an adult, how do I meet the need for my wounded child that wasn't met when I was younger? So that need for safety and being seen and being heard and just being able to be yourself. There's a lot of that. So it's, it's using a few tools to just witness yourself at that age and, um, you know, letting those inner parts have tantrums and, do whatever it is they need to do and saying thank you for showing me that and, yeah. you know, yeah, and allowing my son to have big emotions too. Yeah. I was like, you can, anger's good and he cries and he starts crying and he tries to stop it and I'm like, oh, darling, I don't think you're done yet. Just come here and keep crying and I'll hold you and until you're really done. Your body will tell you when you're done and uh, that's how we change the cycles and we um, we can do that in one generation. We can make such a difference but the key is healing ourselves first. I agree. And these children that are coming through, I mean, I've got a six-year-old and an eight-year-old and, and my eight-year-old has got really big emotions. Like you can almost feel her emotions. Um, yeah. And my youngest one is so unbelievably sure about herself. She, I mean, I've been guiding them since they were two spiritually. So they understand about boundaries. They understand how to say no. They'll go up to strangers and say, tell them exactly what they think. You know, that that she's not afraid of anything. And that becomes a challenge as well, isn't it? Because you're 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 trying to keep that um parent role, but then you've also given them space to be who they are. And I think I've had to learn very, very, very quickly because of my children. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's such a good point because there have been times where um, mothers have brought their children to me going, my, I think my child needs support, like not there's something wrong with them, but I think they need support. There's a lot going on. There's massive emotions and I just don't know what to do with them. And they bring these children to me and I sit down opposite the children. And I ask the children a few questions 
And then we just kind of chat for the rest of the session. I have little horses here and I live on a property. So, you know, we just have a chat and then I go, I'll just go and, you know, pat the horse and I'll chat to mum. And I'm like, do not ever take this child to a therapist again. I said, you are like this, this child is looking at me with a wisdom. I see such wisdom. I can feel where this child's come from. They, they've come to us as parents. They're not being shut down. And it's that real balance, exactly what you just said. I see it a lot in that these children are coming through with so much knowledge and they still need a parent. So it's parenting them without stifling it, but helping, but maintaining the position of, yes, I'm the big one. Yes, I'm still the parent. I have to tell my son that all the time. Like, did you forget your place? You're the kid. (laughs) You're, I'm the big one, you're the little one, because I'm trained in family constellations as well. So it's really important in that realm that everyone stays in their position because that creates safety. If the child goes into the parent position, then the child feels unsafe because there's no one there to meet the need and, and hold safety. So even when he's doing all of these things, I just keep myself in the parent role and I go, I can hold you through all of this. It's okay. Mm, that's such a beautiful thing. And something that I had to learn myself, actually, is because when I was growing up, I had to be the parent. I think when you do have um, parents who have, um, if you're brought into situations with alcoholism or enmeshment where you're you're made to believe it's your job um, to appease their emotions as a child, that can be very confusing. So, so so many things you have to learn and untangle. Yeah. so much like so <laughs> so much people listen to me like oh my god I'm like yep there's an, and there's another one and this means because <laughs> and because again we came in as light workers so we came in as light workers and we're little children and we can sense when our parents are not coping and so we go well you know subcon I'm a light worker I'll take it for you so we take on all of our parents trauma all the ancestral trauma don't worry I'll take all that it's I can handle it I can handle it and then because there's no one's the big one then, well, if I'm taking it all, that means I'm the big one. So from very little, we go, well, I'll be the big one and you're the small one and the whole dynamic changes. And when we're two, three, four, whatever age it is, we're subconsciously taking this on, we literally don't have a safe person. We don't have anyone to lean on. We don't have any support around us because we've gone, don't worry, I'll take it all. And that's the basis of the wounded healer. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on there that we then subconsciously go around trying to have our needs met by others. And, you know, it's, it's all kinds of crazy. So, um, but that's where we're so lucky. We've got so many healing modalities that we've anchored in in this lifetime that we can access. Yeah. And we can access up other timelines as well, right? I think we work with like other timelines and and the metaphysical. And I think a lot of the the people who have been through this process of trauma and woundedness, they they they've been through this journey because once they've healed this trauma, they're gonna get such access to such power and such knowledge. And yeah. it's be, I think you were, you said at the beginning, my team are reminding me that underneath the spiritual gifts, I think you said. It, sorry underneath some of the healing that you do are the spiritual gifts and it's so true when you take yeah. on those layers and and allow yourself yeah. to experience it's such a beautiful thing yeah it's wild what's been coming through um for me in the last six months it's just because I keep doing this deep healing and now as I bring this work out into the world 
um, some of the things that I see and I'm shown things in dreams, but they just, they'll just show me a snippet and I'll just be like, what? And then they're like, it'll all be gone. And I'll be like, no, take me back there. Take, show me that. <laughs> like last night I was surrounded by like nine singing bowls and I was being blessed as the goddess and keeper of some kind of water healing. And I was like, what? And then I was brought out of it and I'm like, take me back. And they're like, you weren't meant to see that yet. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> there's all of this access to all of these things and we get big westerly winds and I have these dreams and I'm like, I know on some level I'm giving a masterclass about the healing, harnessing the wind for healing, but I just can't grab the the all of it in the dream that's like, oh, there's a lot that's coming through mm. um, and a lot that's when I'm delivering my work and as we are delivering this podcast, there's so much energy work that's going on around that and that's what I'm starting to be. Um, it's starting to drop into my consciousness more now, whereas I didn't understand any of that and now it's like, oh, we just did that. Oh, I feel that. Oh, I see what's going on there now. So that's really amazing. And I haven't learnt my gifts or done anything like that I've healed myself that's oh. my the key I just keep healing myself and healing myself and healing myself my psychic gifts are just off the charts and everything I'm doing is off the charts just from healing myself not from doing something out there it's just been working on me and healing mm. that's such a beautiful point because I often say you don't necessarily need to learn a healing modality you've already got enough wisdom esoteric wisdom inside yourself that you can connect to if you just follow the steps right and the steps are different for everybody I think everybody thinks that there's just a book that you can read and all of a sudden things will work out but I'm sorry it kind of doesn't work like that you've got your own book and usually we find that your own book is accessed through your own heart as your portal and yeah um, and again, through healing, you can access it, but it's a long road, right? It doesn't have to be hard, but it's a long road. Yeah, it is a long road and it's it's deep and it's always going within. And I often say to people, if there's one gift I could give the whole world, it would be your intuition, that you listened and understood it because it will take you places that you just never could do with your conscious mind. If you're open and you trust that voice when it comes in and you follow that it's like because that is here for you it is here for you to take you to that that beautiful expansive place if you allow it and that's why when people come to me and they say I want to learn from you what it is that you do I said I will do the same thing for you that I did for me I will help you to heal yourself so your gifts will unravel because that's just what happens it's, it's I can't teach you how to do what I'm doing because I didn't learn it from anywhere external I just kept healing myself so I felt safe enough to bring them through mm, so true I always say that as well don't go out there consuming information because <laughs> yeah. you don't always know the source of it right and you don't even know how clean someone is from a hygiene uh, energy hygiene point of view as well I think there's so much um stuff that's actually tapped with um negative energy that people should yeah. ever go near um, yeah but that's a big topic in itself, right? <laughs> Isn't it just? Yeah, there's been many times people have gone, I'm going to go, I'm like, oh, do what you want. I wouldn't be going anywhere near that. I was like, can you not feel that? Like, can you not <laughs> yeah. feel that? And they're like, no. And uh, that's become more and more as well. It's this: the more that that I just heal myself, the more I open up to that. It's my no's and yeses are getting, they're so clear now. Mm. And I don't have to go, oh, I'll just go over here and do this thing and then 
you know, have that same toxic pattern again. It's like, nope, I can see you from here and that's a no and I'm, we're good now. Yeah. So it's wonderful. And being able to feel the energy that's attached to some things, it's, um, yeah, it comes through strong. I love that. I'm sorry we've gone like way over time with you, but I feel like we could speak for like years yeah. about this stuff. <laughs> it's such good topics. There's such yeah. good topics. Where can people find you, Tracy, if they want to stalk you and your energy and see what you're up to? You can find me on socials, um, Facebook and Instagram at XO Tracy Malone. So it's T-R-A-C-Y Malone, M-A-L-O-N-E. And my website is tracymalone.com.au. There's another fabulous Tracy Malone in the world who, like me, has gone through a narcissistically abusive relationship. She's created a massive um, business out of it. So if you go to tracymalone.com and see narcissistic abuse, that's not me. I'm tracymalone.com.au and you will find my work there. And you can also find me on the Insight Timer app. I do a lot of lives in there and I've got lots of healing meditations and courses in there on my website. I love creating and putting work out into the world so love i'd love that. to connect with you all oh, i love that we'll share your bio and your links and things to make it easy for people when we we share you on our podcast and on our socials so thank you for being here and this work is beautiful what you're doing it's absolutely amazing so we really appreciate you what you're doing yeah. for yourself and for everyone and especially around money we, we need more of it in the right hands absolutely we do we do the balance needs to tip in our favor now it's really time for us to reap the uh physical rewards of the energetic work that we've been doing we really do deserve it and it's our time and thank you louise thank you so much for having me i've really enjoyed our conversation oh me too you're welcome i'm going to stop recording now and then we'll have a quick chat okay great so thank you readers and listeners and we'll see you soon.